Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Ladies and gentlemen, today on An Actor Despairs, we have Ani and Alessandra Mesa, the sisters behind the film Superior. The film originally made its debut in the short circuit at Sundance Film Festival, and now it is a feature that also premiered at Sundance in 2019. They're incredible sisters with amazing energy, and they're going to go so far. Make sure you guys support the film. All right, here it is. Ani and Alessandra Mesa, how are you doing? We're good. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, it's great to have you guys on. Today is like the literal day opening of, of your film, Superior, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is our, our opening in L.A., and we had our opening in New York last week at BAM. Awesome. How does it feel? It, it feels amazing because um, it was when it first came out at Sundance, the, in, the festival was virtual. So this is the first time we've gotten to really celebrate the film as oh man, I didn't the whole company together, you know, like the whole family that we built on set, and it was it was nice because it was a, a lot of drinking and socializing, a lot of fun. Yeah. Love that. Was it Sundance this January Omicron or the Sundance January. before? Last January. Amazing. So you guys found a distributor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're amazing. Five, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you guys about the film, but as my guests know, and, and I told you guys, if it's cool with you, we can start at the beginning. Mm, let's do it. Where did you guys grow up? We grew up in Miami, Florida, um, and lived there until we were 18. And then we moved to New York, uh, to study theater at NYU. Oh, me, uh, me too. What year did you guys go? Um, we graduated in 2016. Okay. Okay. I was, I started in 2008, went to 2010, hated it, dropped out, came back 2012, graduated 2014. So we- Oh, so there was overlap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You you hated it, but you came back. (laughs) Yeah. Oh God. I'm still paying, you know, student loans. Mm -hmm. But- uh, The best is the phone calls. Oh, did did you get the blanket one the other day? Like give it- Give us uh, like $600 and you get a blanket. I was like, fuck you guys. I've gotten to the point that now I know the number when it comes in. And I just pick it up. I have no money, but. <laughs> yeah, because it does show NYU on the caller ID. And I'm like, you motherfuckers. Yeah, but uh, like, all my money, but. <laughs> that's amazing. So, you know, I, 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 I'm Hispanic. My last name's Perez. Or did you, are you guys as well? Yeah, yeah we're, we're Cuban. Uh, yeah, Cuban-American. Well, we're, both sides of our family are Cuban. Oh, so you're a hundred percent. Wow. Yeah. Cuban, yeah. What about so you? What would, I'm I'm half Mexican and then I'm Irish and Italian. And so I'm like, you know, five years sober because I was it got all the genetics for, you know. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Having too good of a time. But you know, yeah. talk to me about, you know, Congrats. growing up in Miami. Thanks. You know, uh-huh. um what what was that like? Because I've only been to Miami, you know, in, in short doses and you know, kind of I don't, please don't hold this against me, but the way I describe it to people is like Vegas on water. So what is it like growing up there? I think it's a really different experience to go to Miami as a tourist than it is to live there. Like in a very like residential neighborhood, like a lot of greenery. It wasn't South Beach. Um, Yeah, it doesn't doesn't feel like too crazy when you're growing up there. It actually feels like very like slow paced, um, almost like small town energy, which is 
yeah. not what people think of when they think of Miami. But yeah. it is like, you know, everyone in our community like knows each other and you you know, your mom is friends with other, you know, it's just like, it's very, it's small town vibe. It's also kind of like business. an extension of Cuba. So like, um, I feel like a lot of our, the people that like my parents still like hang with and like the people that we grew up with are like extensions of that Cuban community that like came over. Um, and so, yeah, we grew up like kind of seeing like Cuban Americans as like the norm. And then, mm. um, and like, I don't think we grew up like really feeling like minorities until like we got to college and then that's kind of how we were seen yeah, like and then we're like oh yeah. we are minorities like it, it you don't really feel that in miami growing up cuban at all yeah interesting and and you know having both parents from there do you, you know was the culture heavily instilled in you guys growing up yeah it's so in the culture yeah. of miami so even outside of the house it was very present but yeah definitely in our house all of our traditions are are very very Cuban mm -hmm. and it's also uh, a very um, kind of a conservative and religious uh, upbringing and I think like uh, there was also that culture shock when we moved to New York uh, which is very was very good and I and I felt very much I wanted to like expand out of it so yeah yeah, yeah. I think you know in some ways like moving to New York we felt like we felt different in some ways, but then also I think in ways that we felt different from people in Miami, we felt very similar to people in New York, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, oh, so it was, was a nice. That, that's so beautiful. And I'm curious, while you were in Miami, did you guys start to get in the arts and do theater young or did that not come till later? Um, yeah, I think it's it's interesting, like growing up, like kind of in an immigrant household, like you're never kind of encouraged to necessarily go into the arts. We were always, and my, my parents were always uh, supportive of us, but um, when we started, we started doing it kind of as a, a summer camp. You, you tell this story a little better than me, but. Yeah, my, it was kind of an accident how we started off because um, my, basically my little cousin, who's like, um, who's like a little shy when it comes to like meeting people was doing a summer camp. And we are all at my grandmother's house the night before. And she was talking about how she was like nervous to go to summer camp. And we uh, decided that we were going to go with her. Um, and so like we signed up the night before to do this theater camp. And it was a theater camp where like you rehearse a play and then you put it up at the end. Oh, that's so and rad. That, and like, we just kind of like fell in love with it after that and like did it again the next year. And then, and then like got really serious about it and found this like conservatory in Miami that had just started and it was kind of like this um, like really good timing for us because um, it was like a group of young people that were like doing back-to-back -back plays and we like early on became a part of their conservatory and did like 16 shows in two years or something crazy like that. Like we were just always, always doing theater. When we weren't in school, we were at the theater. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, okay. It wasn't like a performing arts high school. No, it totally no. separate. Yeah. yeah. Wow. There are great, great high schools in Miami, but we did not attend those. <laughs> yeah. That's that's so rad, though. And then how were your parents? Were they receptive to it? You know, obviously, you guys put a lot of energy and time into that. Yeah, I think that once they saw us, they they were immediately like, oh, this is like kind of I think they first 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 and foremost just saw how passionate we were about it. And yeah, they were. It became like all we were talking about yeah. everything we anything we ever wanted to do, like we weren't interested in like, 
like going to parties as much or anything like that. Like it was like when we were free, we wanted to be at the theater or we wanted to be talking about it or like doing something around surrounding that. Yeah. And I think my parents also just thought of it as like a wholesome way for us to be spending our, our energy. So they're like, okay, great. They're passionate about this. They're not trying to like go out every weekend with their friends. And I, Miami also has that like club environment near right next door. Yeah. I think they were just grateful that we were channeling all of our energy into into something like this. So I love that. And, and, you know, obviously you guys are very beautiful and there's a huge modeling industry there. Did anyone ever try to get you guys to do some like, you know, print work or. Um, not really. No, when we were, when we were really young, I think my mom was approached when we were just, when we were kind of babies, like six or seven and wanted to get us into that world. I don't know. It's, I've never, I never really, I've never really thought of myself that way or like was really, I don't know. I in Miami, a lot of people are really beautiful. <laughs> I think that's like, it's a very, um, I think also people kind of prioritize it as part of the culture. Yeah, I've heard that about Miami. Yeah. It's a bit superficial. Yeah. 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 Or, and then, yeah. Did you guys know, like, you know, once you got into theater that like, New York was the, the end all New York and NYU was the goal. Yeah. I think a lot of our um, biggest influences are New York artists. So I think that's why we just automatically gravitated that to that. And just like, I think a lot of people kind of have this, like the idea of like being a New York artist and, and like all that that holds, which I think includes like, being surrounded by this like amazing community and, and, and coming up within it and attaching yourself to like the community that uh, feels right to you and, and growing that. Yeah. I think it was a huge decision too, into like where we went to school. Cause we got into a few other places, but we knew that we wanted to be in New York city. And I think it, it like, it turned out to be an even better decision than I realized just cause there's something really special about New York and like, for anyone that like is at NYU that is is listening to this, like there's a way to take full advantage of the city that I think a lot of people don't realize. Like yeah. there's so much theater to be seen. And like when if you if you go to a show, you can meet your heroes in the lobby. Like it's yeah. it is so accessible in ways that other cities aren't. Like for I'm living in LA right now and I, I don't think it has the same level of accessibility where like everyone's kind of on the same playing field. Like I, I met some of like my favorite playwrights of all time in New York some of my favorite actors like yeah. just by going to see shows and then talking to them after yeah yeah it, um, it, you're, you're so right that's incredible uh, sorry you go on well I was just gonna say I think also New York is uh one of the it was kind of a surprise because I didn't predict this before I went to school there but um it's just such an alive environment and you're you're next to all the time public transportation is like the only way to get around you're yeah. constantly surrounded by humanity and yeah. i think f there's nothing more inspiring for an artist than being surrounded by humans that and in different walks of life different socioeconomic classes different you know just everyone all around you and um yeah i, I think that was one of my favorite things about going to school there is to be able to observe that and absorb it and use that in my work and were you guys in the BFA acting program? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what studio were you guys placed in? And for those listening at NYU, when you audition, they get your vibe essentially, and they place you in a studio that they think is going to be a good fit. So where did yeah. you guys end up? Uh, I started off at Stella Adler and then ended up at Strasburg. And okay. I started at Strasburg. 
I had Strasbourg um, too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I did Strasbourg. I did all four years at Strasbourg, but I ended up doing two summers at Adler for yeah. their checkoff intent. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. That, yeah. Was it, you know, obviously you guys grew together and, you know, you started this journey together. Was it weird being in different studios or do you think that was a good thing for you guys? Um, yeah, I think it was the perfect thing for us. I um, think it was an introduction for us to start like building our own individuality. So yeah. that was helpful to us because when you grow up as twins, people really lump your identity together, but also you're going through all like the the passages of life together. So it, it's it's nice to have a little bit of breathing room within that. Not that we yeah. necessarily were seeking that out, but in hindsight, I'm definitely grateful for that. Yeah, and we were roommates, so it was like we would go to class and then like talk about it. Afterwards. Oh, that's all. Oh, so you got to. All right, you were still together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you guys uh, ever switch? <laughs> no, we didn't. We did it. That's like the one thing what I would always thought about it on an April Fool's Day. Did we do it? No, if we, I don't think we actually did it. it's April Fool's Day today. I know it's yeah, 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 yeah. It is. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't think we actually did it, but. We thought we thought about it once. <laughs> and I, I I only bring this up because, uh, you know, I started a little bit earlier than you guys. And while I was at Strasburg, they and what you decided to kick it out of their program because it just wasn't doing well. And then yeah. they brought it back. But I'm curious if you guys were, you know, both of you were what Strasburg and Adler. Were you guys happy with the training you got for what qualifies as primary studio? Yeah. Um, I think it was nice to also to be able to kind of compare notes about what we were learning along the process. So, it's, and I think like the balance of the, those two studios are very, it's very strong because uh, Adler is really, it's like classical training. Uh, you go deep into Shakespeare, Chekhov, uh, kind of body work, creating character. Vocal work. And it's very regimented. Like you, you have your uniform, you have to be in all black every day. Like, it, and everything is very, they're strict. They keep that kind of like, wow. Um, where Strasbourg is like really loosey goosey, like whatever, totally. you know, however you're feeling, you bring that in and like, you know, whatever works for you. And I think it, it's, it's definitely those two worlds mixed together is, was, I think, a really solid foundation. Yeah. I think, um, like, especially Strasbourg, yeah, like she said, like it's very, kind of like no one's going to force you to work and it, this all like trickles down from like Strasburg himself his mentality was like you're the only person that wants you to act as badly as you do like no one else wants you to act more than you want you to act so if yeah. you can't find it within yourself to have the self-discipline to put up scenes in a class then you might never be an actor because you have to it's true and then you get out of school and you realize how true that is because it's like no one's no one's knocking on your door you have to yeah. knock on people's door like it's the only way um and so yeah I, that to me was like a huge learning experience and and I mean you see the difference in your class like you know you see people that apply you know, themselves and, and apply don't. themselves and yeah. then people that don't and you can see that in the results uh after school like when you realize like okay yeah the people that really applied themselves are the people that are still working yeah, I mean, yeah. one thing about Strasbourg that I really love too is like how psychological and like internal and human based it is. Whereas like uh, I, Adler's very like structure and 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 structure focused and like more uh, external, which I think I went in kind of needing that because I had none, I had no awareness of any of that. Um, and then Strasbourg, I think by the time I got to Strasbourg, I feel like I was 
really ready to like go, you know, through the human side of it. That's kind of how I approach things naturally. But I was like ready after the structure of Adler to then like go go back to that route. That's amazing. And then coming from a big city to another big city, you know, did you guys were you interested in getting agents while you were, you know, starting out or were you worried about that? Not so much later. I think um, we were interested because like we knew that it was like the thing to do, but to be honest, like, I don't, (laughs) I don't think I was ever like very good at that. Um, I feel like I would have like, you know, agent meetings, like something that was set up through the school where an agent would come to talk to us and then like meet with them individually. And I would talk about like, yeah, they'd be like, Oh, what's your goal in the next 10 years? And I'd be like, yeah, I just want to like, create things and I want to be able to create things for the next 10 years. And they're like, why are you telling this? I'm an agent. Like I want to yeah. want to be on a TV show. Oh, I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, I what think, I'll say next time. <laughs> I think we were very naive to it actually. Yeah. Like, I, and I, like we said before, I know Miami is a big city, but it, it, it definitely didn't feel that way growing up. And especially in terms of uh, the industry there, our industry there, they're, especially when we were growing up, because now it's kind of growing. The arts scene in Miami is growing more and more. Um, but when we were growing up, it was it just felt like it almost didn't exist, except for Spanish TV and Univision. And um, so, yeah, I think even towards, I, I wish that I, while I was at NYU, I kind of was more aware that that's, those are the kind of things I should have had in place uh, when we finished school. But I think we instead just went really into like building a community while we were there and finding some collaborators that have taken us, you know, through 10 years of collaborations and processes. So that's like, that's what I'm really grateful for, for the NYU in general. Yeah. Just the people people you meet. I think like whether you go to a school like NYU or not, it's just like finding your people is just Mm -hmm. the most important Mm -hmm. thing, like surrounding yourself with people that challenge you with people that are honest with you with people that tell you the things that you might not want to hear, but are important to hear. Um, people that are like, can, can show you something in a different light. That's a totally different perspective from you. Like if, if you like start like bringing those people in to your circle, like you're inevitably going to grow together. And I, I think that is like the most important thing for any artist to do um, is to like find a community or a group of people. That's amazing. And were you guys finding these people, you know, because for those listening, you know, you're when you're an acting major, you're really stuck with your studio. Were you finding them in your studio or were you have resources outside? Um, Some of them were from my studio. Some of them weren't. Um, And I would go like also like I, I knew what I was interested in as far as like the type of theater and stuff by going to see plays and being like, oh, I really like this theater. I really like the kind of work these people are doing and so I'm I can go to the shows and I can introduce myself and I can try to get involved that way like for example Rattlestick was a theater that I really gravitated toward and they do a lot of like new uh newer playwrights work um that's kind of their their whole thing and so I would always go see their shows and eventually I became like their, their artistic intern and then I was like part of their literary team and kind of it's like I said, like, it's really just about putting yourself out there in New York and like introducing yourself to the people that you want to work with mm-hmm. because they're, they're there and they're accessible and they're always looking for people that want to do the same kind of work that they do. I think we also entered, I, I entered NYU with like a, a very direct focus on independent film. I had become kind of 
obsessed with it uh, starting at the end of high school. And um, so a lot of my collaborators that I were like had picked up were people that were interested in kind of a collaborative process of creation. Uh, and a lot of those people came from the filmmaking program at NYU. Yeah. Um, a, another example of that is Erin Vasilopoulos who directed Superior. Um, we met her, we were doing a summer intensive uh, at Adler and we saw a flyer for identical twins. She was making a short film and we called the number on the flyer, met her for coffee. And right away, there was just like this artistic kinship and like just all of our references were like, were the same, like we had the same favorite movies and just like really got on as people really well. Yeah. Um, and we made that short that was at Sundance in 2015 and then developed into a feature. And that's really been a 10 year process now. Uh -huh. So now it's a 10 year friendship in the making and I'm working on another project with her now that, that me and my partner wrote. Um, so onward, you know, it's, it's continuing so you, on. You guys had a short at Sundance while you were still in school. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> and while you guys were there, you know, a lot of things that people struggle with is like what to do in the summer. Did you guys stay in New York or did you go home? Yeah, we stayed in New York for two of the summers. We stayed in New York. I think we just, we were pretty intense. <laughs> I love it. I, it's paying off, you know? <laughs> I think after the, the first summer of like the lull in between, I think it's, maybe people can relate to this, but when you, when you leave the city, like there's something about your momentum that kind of just yeah. like, like the air gets sucked out of the room and you have to like rebuild yourself, at least for like, I'm like sensitive introvert. Like I just get like all my energy drained and then I have to like rebuild and it feels like everyone's moving on except you, you know, it's like, um, so I think that was part of why in the summers we were like, let's just keep our, our focus and keep, keep that build going in the city. Okay. That's awesome. And, and I'm curious when you guys, you know, how, how soon did the superior short happen into your guys journey at NYU? Was it, was it freshman, sophomore? Sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. We were wow. sophomores. Um, uh, sophomores when we shot it. I think so. Yeah. It's so cr it's crazy how long the process of like making any film it is takes forever. Like, yeah, I think it was like editing for a year, and then like six months after that, we found out about Sundance. So it was like maybe our deep in our junior year, we found out about Sundance. It was so. twenty thirteen. So yeah, we were sophomores, and then I think uh, the beginning of junior year is when it got into Sundance and Berlin. Yeah. And and were you guys like contributing to the writing of the narrative? No, I mean, we, we did like improv stuff and she definitely used things from our life, but she, she wrote the script to the, she was writing it, but also kind of talking to us and wanting, to, wanting to know what it was like to be a twin or like, you know, she didn't, she was very, she didn't want it to feel hokey. I don't remember she would say all the time, like, I don't want to feel circusy or hokey or mm -hmm. like, you know, a lot of portrayals that she, she was say a lot of portrayals I've seen of twins have that kind of air about them. And I wanted to feel like really personal and real and and she so she was she was very open to a collaboration I think that was also really inspiring for us to like be like oh like just to see things in your personal life pop up in something then you're like oh wait I want to like flex this a little more and like continue to to bring my my personal life into things and and I think that led us to writing as well yeah that's amazing and and we're the same bot like david lynch and twin peaks and, and neo-noir was it, it present in the short as you know did you guys start playing with that or did that not come till the feature 
No. Yeah. I think the world is very similar in the short to the feature. Um, there, there are like slight stylistic differences, but, um, no, I think Erin very specifically has like a style to her that is like very unique, but also I think like when people watch it calls upon, um, a lot of other filmmakers. Cause it's so funny because we, we end up talking about this a lot because a lot of people have different references to like what they see in the movie. And we've heard like all different types of directors. Um, and we're like, but David Lynch does come up a lot. Yeah, David Lynch does. does. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's interesting. Cause like when we're working on it, like even when we were working, when Aaron and I were working on the script for the feature, we didn't, th- none of these names were specifically brought up at all. You know, and like even like for like when she was working with Mia, who's our uh, cinematographer, um, when she was working with her, it was all like photography references and and like uh, really like old Italian uh, film references. So there weren't like a lot of David Lynch, you know, pictures in the lookbook or anything like that. I think it just kind of organically comes out of like these are movies that we like and we've seen. And I think it just kind of like subconsciously makes its way in there. Yeah. I think um, a lot of like the people that, that are, are named as references, like you have to kind of go further back and like the, the, these people are influenced by like older European. Yeah. Filmmakers. Got it. Got it. And that's, I think where like Aaron pulls more inspiration from is like, you know, the, like old, uh, like seventies or sixties, like Italian horror films uh, Swedish film from the 50s, Igmar Bergman, like, you know, yeah. kind of further back. <laughs> That's amazing. And then while you guys were there and you finished Primary Studio, did you guys start doing main stage shows or no? Um, we did the shows that were like at, at our studio. Got um, it. Okay. Yeah, those are really the ones we did. Yeah, I never I never auditioned for main stage shows. I Me think either. We- <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think our focus just kind of turned to to film and we were obsessed with like getting that going and, and collaborating on, and that kept us pretty, pretty busy in the yeah. meantime. That's amazing. And so you lived together for all four years. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. then it, was that kind of an incubator of like, you know, when you guys weren't at class, like developing the projects you wanted to do? Yeah. Big totally. time. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. To just be in that close proximity just you know even if she was working on something without me it was like I was right there to be a sounding board if she needed something or vice versa so yeah definitely helpful that's amazing that's so rad and then uh you know other like outside of Aaron who were some other mentors that you guys found to kind of help you you know because like you know it's funny that it's kind of the proverbial cliche of like LA's film New York's theater but you guys did film in New York you know like talk to me about grinding that circuit because it's not easy yeah I feel like I've had a lot of really great mentors and the list is um still growing um and it's interesting it's like they're they are coming at the right time for like what I what I need um which is great but um yeah I remember so um, a big mentor of mine, first of all, we, I had a teacher, Jeffrey Horn, who I'm sure you've had. Yeah, I had Jeffrey, um, yeah. yeah. Who I just like, I felt like his class was like just a study of humanity and I, I absolutely loved it. And I think it, it like, it really, um, like, it helped me grow as, a, as an actor in a big way and change my perspective on acting where it's like, you know, you're, 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 you're made up of your experiences and 
experiencing life is a huge part of, of being an actor. Um, so, so Jeffrey Horn, I would say also, um, Daniel Talbot, um, is a theater maker and he, uh, we met him cause he was like a guest teacher that came for two weeks. And now he's like a very, very close friend of mine. Um, and we're still in contact, but he is, so he's an actor and he went to Juilliard. Um, but he's also a playwright and a director, and now he's directing films. And he was the first example for me of someone who was truly doing all of the above at the same time. And I had kind of known in the back of my head that I wanted to be like a multidisciplinary artist in some way. Um, but I think meeting him really like connected the dots for me. And I kind of like tried to be around him as often as possible and really um, have learned a lot from him over the years. And he just has like an amazing work ethic and just a, a lot of inspiring things. Like he challenged me once to, to write, um, to write a one act play in one day. And wow. um, he gave me like three prompts and was like, go. And I did it. And I was like, he's like, see, you can write a lot faster than you think. And like, it was a yeah. huge, huge learning experience. Um, also, um, Brett C. Leonard has been like a huge uh, writing mentor for me, especially more recently. Um and I've just learned a lot from him about like, you know, uh, kind of taking the time that it requires to like be a better artist and to watch as many things as possible. And just like the reminder of that has been, has been really great. That's amazing. Yeah. And while you guys were there, were you doing New York Film Festival and Tribeca and all the other ones that, you know, circulate throughout the year? Hmm. Uh I think we, hmm, no, I, I don't think we've ever done anything involving tri Tribeca or New York. Uh, no, no, I've never, I've actually never been to a film festival that we haven't had a movie at, but I, I it's actually, it's an interesting thing because I, I was just considering that. Like I, I was talking to a friend about this and I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess going to film festivals is like a great way to meet other artists. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I think I'm going to try that this year, but no, we haven't, we haven't really done that before. And, and once Superior, you know, went and did the premiere, did you guys decide that you wanted to keep doing short films? Cause I've seen a lot of short films on your guys' resume, you know, yeah, was that. I, when you asked the question about mentorship, I, I, in some ways I would consider him a mentor. I, I hope he somehow listens to this, but one of my best friends from growing up ended up at the film program at NYU. His name's Kevin Rios. And while we were in school, we were so close and we were, had done theater together um, from back in, in Miami. Miami. Oh, and wow. uh, he, since he was wanting to make things and we were wanting to collaborate as well. And it just like the fusion of that, we were just like, we had no budgets or anything like that, but we just had a lot of passion and we would just get on these like manic phone calls and like create these like worlds and some came to fruition and some still haven't, but like, that just the beginning of like being in process with with someone and um collaborating and collaboration I think like that was that had a big impact on me and yeah I mean the first short I ever wrote was Kevin and I co-writing a short wow and that was actually that's so, far superior that's so badass because like most people go to school and they're scared out of their mind trying to figure it out and then even like two years after they graduate are still talking about manifesting things and then you guys were doing it while wow, you were fucking there. That's so rad. And like, I hope you guys realize how amazing that is. 
Thanks. Thanks. That's like definitely where all our focus was. So when you asked the question about agents and stuff, like all that like real world stuff kind of like hit us like a ton of bricks, I think when we graduated, because all of our focus was just like on creating these like low budget projects that we got obsessed with. And, you know, I, I think in the end, I'm, I'm very happy that we put our energy there because there are some like fruits of our labor coming up. But yeah, it's, it was scary when we first graduated. I was like, oh, shoot, I want to be an actor. And I have no idea how to navigate this world of the business world of the industry. Wow. And you guys never did Stone Street, right? No, these are all things yeah. I, I, like, I should have done this. I don't want you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, And so, you know, while you guys, you said you did stay for two summers. And then for the other two, what did you do? Uh, the other summer was the first year was what I talked about with the lull and the learning. Oh, lull. okay. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> and then I think the we graduated a semester early. Yeah. So wow. Then, yeah. Yeah. That's because amazing. <laughs> and and you wanted to stay in New York and keep grinding out what you had manifested relationship wise, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And That's I'm continuing on that path too, still in New York. And in a lot of ways, my sister is too, because a lot of the, like, for example, Daniel Talbot came up in like the, Juilliard and then the playwriting world and um, Rattlestick, New York theater scene, and now is uh, a writer for television and film out in LA. So my sister's gotten to continue those relationships here while I'm continuing the relationships in New York. And I think- Yeah, I have a lot of friends here that are like New Yorkers that moved to LA. Like that's that's my my group of friends right now. So it's it's like a New York extension. The, yeah. the NYU transplant thing always happens. You know, I went out there for a year and I was like, fuck it, I'm coming back, you know? Yeah. But that's awesome that you guys are making moves out there. And then when did you guys really start getting like traction for the feature for Superior? Like when from pre-production to mm-hmm. shooting? Oh, um, you, oh, so after the writing process. Like, yeah, I, it all it all happened extremely quickly. And we feel very fortunate that that's the case because we so we wrote it within we wrote it in like, I think, like seven months. Like we had like kind of like a finalized draft that we were ready to send to people, which is crazy. And then um, we sent it around uh, to different people we thought would be interested in investing. And um, Aaron went to NYU grad and had a lot of connections from that and um, had done a few programs where she had met producers. So we we sent it to her contact list and my my shorter contact list. (laughs) And, um, And luckily, I mean, we got a lot of passes or a lot of like, I'm really busy this year. But then, you know, we got that one yes um, from this producer, Ben Cohen, who then eventually went on to to make this film. Um, but yeah, and he just really responded to the script kind of right away. And it all happened really quickly after that, like uh, within like within six months after that, like we were already in pre-production and, and getting the ball rolling. It happened. So it was honest. And on the best part about that, the most remarkable part about that process is that right from the beginning, Aaron has a very specific world and, and, and artistic vision in terms of like, she likes to shoot on film or, you know, at least for superior, that's what she wanted. It's obviously going to be different project to project, but she wanted to shoot on film. She wanted to shoot in a small town of state. She had all these, like, she wanted to cast us to <laughs> Yeah. And, and he was, Oh, that like, was up for debate at one point. No, I no, thought, I'm just saying uh, to a, a different producer might be like, Hmm, they were done. Yeah. Like, yeah. What is credits? Uh, all, so anything, all the, the, the things that Aaron wanted to make 
the vision come to life. Ben was just a hundred percent game for from the beginning and super supportive, which is really rare. Um, so yeah, we're really grateful for how that whole process went down on top of the fact that like we finished shooting and then the whole editing process happened during COVID. So we even considered like beforehand delaying the process because of like weather issues, casting concerns, whatever the, you know, get the concern of getting the production up on time. Is it going to be the best we can make it now? Or should we push it a few months? And if we had done that, we truly would not have a film today. Yeah. So just you sh- so you shot it before COVID, right before. Yeah. Wow. We finished filming at the end of December, okay, um, and, uh, 2019, and COVID hit March. Wow. So yeah, it was and then I, uh, you know, I mean, I hate saying it, phrasing it this way, but did that make for a more optimistic pandemic because you had a project to finish, you know, and you had free time now to give it to that or was that still kind of dark because like no one knew when the world or festivals or any of that was going to come back up? No, I think if anything, it made for more optimistic. Like it was, it was nice that that was there, but I mean, I think we're also like a little um, like crazy. So like, we always are like, okay, what's next? Like yeah, yeah. Right, the second yeah. we like, okay, let's I was going to say like optimism thing. does not come naturally. Yeah. It's not, so like, yeah, I, don't me either. Well, yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think that the movie added, added any more negativity than like what's already here, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, but we also with COVID hitting, we didn't know we had this, we had it shot and it was nice to, I think it was, uh, not nice that this time of editing was during a time where like the world seemed to be paused anyway. And, you know, yeah. um, but, but it was, it was also scary because projecting into the future in any way during the, during the pandemic was just bleak. Um, and so we didn't know what any of the results were going to be. We not, I, you know, I, I did not think that the film was like going to get into, you know, Sundance. I didn't, I didn't have that in my mind as like a, I, Even though the short got in, yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah. You know, well, I think well, features are like a whole different thing. You know? Yeah, and when yeah. you go through the process, you like see see through it all. You know, you were there through every step of the way, and it, no matter what is is going to feel like a, just have a certain gleam of like, at, you know, of like amateur. Like in your mind, you're just like you know, you can see through all the everything all about the work, it. So, all the decisions, so yeah. kind of see through it in certain ways and. Um, there's, you know, I think also I'm maybe, maybe it's just me, but I'm, I'm very prone to like self-doubt and, and picking myself apart. So it's sometimes difficult for me to see the the beauty of things and I'm, I'm working on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was definitely a very pleasant surprise that it, that it ended up at Sundance. And, um, I do think I never for a second, like lost any faith in like, Aaron and the collaborators, because that it would, I would just, I've always just beyond admired her. And I think she has an incredible, unique vision. I think even being too close to that for too long, you stop being able to see, like, you know, and then you're like, oh, yeah, of course. She's like, yeah. she's amazing, <laughs> you know? That's so rad. And, um, you know, you said the representation thing is so confusing. And it is, did, did the Sundance thing ultimately get you what you wanted, you know, like team wise? Uh, yeah, I, I got, I got agents actually, um, before Sundance through like meeting, meeting an agent through like, a a, a at a play of, of a friend of mine that I was going to see. And then we met and 
kind of started a working relationship. You had filmed Superior. I hadn't filmed it yet. I hadn't filmed Superior. I'd started that relationship, but I think anything that you're sending through and like, oh, look, I did this myself is definitely helpful. And yeah. it's not just getting an agent, it's also keeping an agent. And I know anyone who has an agent is like always living with the fear of like, you know, getting not dropped only, or, yeah. 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 You have to keep them like interested too. And, and also like inspired about your artist. And even, even if they're sending you out, like you want them to be sending you out for the kind of stuff that you want to be doing. It's very intricate. So like, I, I do think in a lot of ways, this movie has, has helped like, focus on like the kind of stuff I want to work on. And it gave them a clear, like, Oh yeah. So she does this and this is what she wants to do. And, you know, gave them a sense of direction to go in. Yeah. Um, I got a, I got a writing manager um, out of it. Um, And I, again, like I met through a friend and um, at like a movie screening and we got to talking and um, it was like superior was, it was before superior was made. Um, but yeah, it was the same kind of thing where like these, these milestones kind of help, mm-hmm. um, keep the relationship going. And, um, so yeah, so I've, you know, and a lot of my focus has like gone to writing as far as like day to day. Um, but I'm kind of always looking for acting, uh, representation still on that journey. Yeah. I just put a lot of energy toward writing right now, but yeah, I love that though. That's so beautiful. I mean, that's going to, that's going to fucking pay more dividends than, you know, going to one-on-one and being like, sign me, you know? Yeah, totally. I, agree. I just figure like, you know, with these kind of things, like you can't, you can't force it too much. It kind of has to happen. You realize when it happens kind of in a natural way, you're like, Oh, this is the only way that this actually works out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and in and both in your individual journeys are you guys okay with like relinquishing control and just being an actor in someone else's film yeah that's a, that's something I've, i um i recently have been thinking about a lot because uh in any process like i always like i'm always thinking about script and structure but i do like for superior i got to jump in just like as an actor but there was still like collaborate in terms of like you know they were they were writing and I was throwing in whatever came to me and you know just and there was like a natural dialogue even like if a scene there was like some tweaking and like there was there's always and I'm used to that and then you work with certain directors that are very like no this is what I wrote this is it. and this yeah, is what very dogmatic in there yeah. yeah and I think that's beautiful too and I love to I'd love to be able to I think it's just you know project by project you respond differently based on how open that is, but it's been a learning process for me. Cause I'm for sure I've gotten you yeah. to collaborate. I think actually right now for the first time, I'm, I'm kind of doing that for the first time, like on purpose to myself. Cause I have um, a friend of mine uh, wrote a horror film and he's an amazing actor and an amazing writer. And I've always loved working with him. And, um, and he, he wants me to be in this horror film and he sent me the script and I, he, he, he works with the, this amazing like acting technique called Demodog, which is, um, all about like green lighting your impulses and kind of like works on the script that way. So I was going to read the script. And then I, I, at some point I was just like, I told him, I don't, I don't want to read this. I kind of just yeah. want to dive in, like working through it, like with Demidov, just like step-by-step step and having you watch, because I know like, especially because I'm writing all the time. Like when I read a script, I'm going to look at it as a writer and I'm going to think about the structure and I'm going to have my thoughts or whatever. And it changes the way I see it in a way that can really be negative to an acting performance. And so, yeah. so like right now for the first time, I'm actually like 
completely relinquishing control on purpose to just try to like experience the script rather than like thinking through it. Yeah. I also think as as an auditioning actor, there's, you have no, there's no control. There's no, you're doing a self tape in your room. And like, if you don't like the script, you still have to find something that you love that can bring you to life. Cause acting really is its own creation process that, that is separate from, from the writing that you, you know, you're, you can create something out of sometimes out of nothing, you know? And I, I think the challenge of auditioning has, has helped me. I audition a few times a week and that's like, you know, it's exhausting it, but it's also like, it, it makes you kind of flex that muscle no matter, no matter what, no matter how you feel about the material or the I'm, genre or whatever. I'm always so impressed when I see like a great actor doing incredible work in like a really bad film or like a Dude, really bad script. I'm like, that, oh I tell God. actors that is the job. It's like being good, being good in bad shit is the job, you know, like the vacation is getting good writing, you know? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. totally. That's amazing. And so now speaking of relinquishing control and having the the movie out today, you know, how does that feel to just have to let go of it and let the world respond to it? Yeah, it feels it feels great. I think like the process of of film is so, so long, especially in this case for me, I'm just like I'm looking forward and and uh, I've kind of while I was. I was in London during the first uh, Sundance uh, installment. That was a the, the virtual. Well, it was virtual, and I was writing a script. And I've been very into getting that script together, getting the community together that's required to make this film come to life, and kind of been able to pour myself into that um, alongside Aaron um, Vasilopoulos, who directed Superior. <laughs> I say Aaron, like everyone's gonna know her, um, but that. To me, that's like, it's it's beautiful that this chapter is ending. And but at the same time, like these people are my family and artistic collaborators and we move forward, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were talking about the pandemic, like the second the pandemic like hit and I knew that was going to be like in one place for a long time. I just started working on like a TV pilot and like oh, now nice. still working on it. I just like signed with a production company to develop it. And like, so we, I think the the answer is like the superior everything happening with superior just feels like um we're receiving like gifts in the mail and like it's totally not like it's out of our hands at this point so it's like kind of nice that like we just get to sit and enjoy it and celebrate with the people who made it with us rather than like and and then we're kind of like working on on other things amazing and and a few final questions hey where can people find the film so as of right now it is uh, okay, it just stopped at BAM on the 31st. Now it's at the Landley and it's in a few spots around the country, but it will be available for streaming after it does its theatrical run. On the Factory 25 website, it says all of the U.S. cities that it's playing at and, and the dates. And then um, up next, I know there's going to be like a Blu-ray and DVD release, and then they're going to start working on streaming in the awesome. next week. <laughs> That's so, so rad. Yeah, so hopefully then- uh, you can stream soon. Well, congratulations. I'm so proud of you guys. And I'm so glad we, we connected. We got to work on something together. You guys are so fucking inspiring, you know, like I love the way you're working and I'm curious what, you know, you mentioned a TV show, but like, what is next for you guys? Um, yeah, well, yeah. So 
she's working on a film um, with with Aaron, as she mentioned. Yeah. I'm working on a, a TV show uh, pilot. And um, I've also have a feature that I've been working on for like two and a half years now um, that we're slowly finding funding for. So hopefully that happens in the next year. And yeah. just continuing on the journey. Continue. A lot of auditions people, that are coming. Watching stuff, getting better at the things that we're doing. And yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And then for the actors listening that like, you know, are afraid to put pen to paper and, and, and suck, so to speak, you know, to write something that's not good, you know, nobody, nobody writes King Lear on their first go. What advice would you have for those people that like, aren't getting the, you know, shitty auditions and, and want to manifest their own work, but are scared of, of writing something bad, you know, because like, yeah, we we all fail to get better at things, you know? I mean, so I got like a piece of advice from a writing teacher once where she was like, um, write something. It doesn't matter. It can be on a napkin or on a notebook. You can tell yourself in your head that you're going to throw it out after you write it and just let yourself do it. And that was really helpful for me. Cause I was like, okay, I don't need to take myself so seriously. It doesn't need to be perfect on the first try. You have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So like, just start. And then you can build from that. Nothing is permanent, you know? Um, and so, yeah, don't feel like it needs to be good yet. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like the, the whole artistic process, journey, acting, writing, doesn't matter, is like a journey of getting to know yourself and, and just allow yourself to get to know yourself through your work and continue to share it and don't think of what the results of it are going to be. It's very difficult for me. I'm saying this as someone who struggles with this myself. Um, or is str- fighting through it. <laughs> so I'm definitely not claiming to know anything, but um, I'm trying to release self-doubt by just thinking like it's a long journey, especially like, you know, for the kind of career that I want to have, it's it's a long journey. And as long as you're learning, you're, you're, you're doing well, you know? I think you have to be, um, you have to become friends with failure in some ways. Like you have to be okay with failing it's privately is the first step because some some people it's even hard it's it's hard to fail for yourself privately but you have to be okay with failing privately and then eventually you have to be okay with failing publicly yeah because if if you're afraid to fail then you're never going to take the kind of creative creative risks necessary to make something great if your goal is to make something great yeah and get some people around you that you trust and like that that have either similar taste to you or similar people, whatever, whatever it is like that, that you feel understand you for whatever reason. And, and if, even if you're not comfortable sharing it in a public space, just get those people around that you can bounce stuff off with and, and we'll give you honest feedback and keep you self-aware and uh, inspired. So beautiful. I mean, God, this was incredible. Guys, thank you for your time. I'm so grateful. And like, please come back. Let's do this again. Awesome. Anytime. Anytime. This was amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's link in New York next time you guys are back and let's get something going. And and I'm proud of you guys and and just keep writing. And I, I I mean, great things are coming, you know, not that they haven't already, but you know, it's (laughs) going to continue. I'm, I'm just looking, I'm so excited for you guys. Thanks. Thank you. It's great to meet yeah. you. Yeah. Um, what's the best way for people to stay in touch with you or all the things that you guys are doing? Um, I think Instagram is is a great tool to to be able to easily access each other. And, and I've had 
jobs start and artistic collaborations start that way. So DMs, DMs on Instagram. Let's so people <laughs> people slide into your DMs. Cool. I'll, I'll link that. I'm kidding. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you know that's so awesome. Thank you guys so much. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.